1: Hey, Spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I am joined with my favorite ghoul friend, Jessica. Hello. Hello, hello. And today, we are bringing you another creature for this spooky week. We are going to be talking all about werewolves today.
0: Yes, and not sparkly vampires. Werewolves.
1: No, (laughs) we're going to glaze right over that. But we'll be getting into that here in just a moment. But we want to say if you are new here, hello and welcome. And thank you for checking our show out. If you are a returning spookster, thank you so much for listening. If you would like to hang out with us on social media, you can find us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. Or you can head to the link tree in the show notes. That takes you to pretty much everything revolving us. Socials, merch. Uh, you're already listening, so you don't know. You don't need to know where to listen. But if you encounter this link elsewhere, it would tell you that our website, all that fun stuff. We also have an awesome Facebook group that Jessica and I are so fucking pumped. We just passed 500 members over there. So that's pretty cool.
0: Right. (laughs) I love the Facebook group. It's great. Like there's so many great interactions that happen in there. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of become this like little positive pocket of fun and sunshine over there. If you're listening and you want to interact with us, That's the best place to do it.
1: It truly is. That is. It's so much fun. Lots of cool stuff goes on over there. We do watch parties. We do quarterly live streams. I give away FabFitFun starter boxes because I always somehow get a bunch of those. (laughs) I literally gave away 20 this week in our time. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'll have my normal three or four. No, it was literally 20. So I was like, just comment and I'm going to be like, random name picker. Here you go. (laughs) Right. So hopefully all you guys who got one, you en- you enjoy that stuff. But moving on, if you would like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com slash 3 girls or Linktree as well. For as little as a dollar, that gets you bonus content each and every month. Going up from there, we have our $2 tier that gets slaughters twice a month. So that means three extra episodes. And then if we are able to hit our goal of 100 patrons, we are going to be adding in one more segment from me because slaughters is Jessica's thing and she kills it. (laughs) Not trying to pun, but I had no other word. (laughs) I slaughter it. It's great. It's great. I'm going to be bringing you a spooky segment that is still unnamed. There's been lots of great suggestions, by the way, in the Facebook group. There has been. I'm so excited. So thank you, guys. But basically, it's going to be a video recording of Jessica and I once a month. And I'm going to be talking about haunted or spooky possessions, items, things like that is what I'm thinking. And also, because I'm a coffee addict, I'm going to be bringing different suggestions for you because i'm gonna try new coffees because why not what else do i have to do (laughs) that's fun yeah i'm excited and that'll be five and up and then we have all kinds of other cool video content and five and up also gets live streams of their own each month and it goes up in more perks and swag from there so you can check it out it's true and we also do donate ten percent of our funds proceeds. I don't know what to call that, but what we get from you guys each month, we do take ten percent and donate that to different nonprofits and charities each month. Mm-hmm. But I think that's really it. So before we do our promo break, what did you pick for the drink this week?
0: Well, since we're talking about werewolves, Kate and I talked about it. And when you think of werewolf, when I think of werewolves in the twenty first century, my mind Always goes to Professor Lupin Mm, mm -hmm. because he's my favorite werewolf. (laughs) Yeah. And if you've listened to the show or you've been in the Facebook group, you knew I had like a Harry Potter themed birthday weekend. And I had a pin already on Pinterest and it was all these different cocktails. And I remember there was a Wolfsbane one. Ooh. So it's a scotch whiskey drink. It's pretty. And like the person who obviously made this had like an ice mold that looked like a circle. So it looks like a
1: moon. Ooh. So it's like
0: extra fancy.
1: Oh, and we do have a guest host tonight. Jessica has a cricket haunting her. I do.
0: The thing is, is like I have like soundproof earphones on so Tara can hear it through my mic but i can't hear it so i'm like oh the cricket went away and then i like lift and i'm like oh no it's still there <laughs> but it's the ambiance cuz we're going to be talking about werewolves who live in the forest
1: yes so it's fine it's fine and if you're new there's normally not crickets around
0: <laughs> i'm going to relocate that cricket soon
1: hopefully hopefully but yeah um we're going to go ahead and take our quick promo break and we will be right back hey there everybody welcome to up all night and are you afraid of the dark podcast we're your hosts, my name's Cortland, and I'm Brandon, and in
0: our podcast, we take apart each episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, scene by scene, and discuss it in detail. This show is prime early 90s Canadian acting at its best, or in some cases, worst. We're here to laugh our way through seven seasons and 91 episodes, so whether you're a fan of the show, think, the
1: Sado, no.
0: no mister accent on the film! Hi hey, Andy,
1: won't you come play with me? Hey, we're just having a goof. Or experiencing it for the first time. We know there's nothing better than staying up all night with a scary story. Hey creepy cats, Laura from the Spook Cat Podcast here, obsessed with true crime and the spooky and strange, murder, hauntings, and zombies, oh my. Then grab a drink and come into my parlor each week as we explore true crime and the paranormal. Listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music, or on the web at spookedcatpodcast.com. Join in the conversation on Facebook and Instagram at Spooked Cat Podcast and on Twitter as Spooked Cat Pod. Catch you next week. Stay spooky. All right, guys. Well, welcome back. Like I said, we are talking about werewolves today. We're changing things up. Mm -hmm. Keep you guys entertained. Jessica's going to bring you like the history and background aspects of it. And then I'm going to talk about some movies and we're going to be making fun of some shit here in a little bit. (laughs) Yay.
0: (laughs) Making fun of shit.
1: Right. But with that, I'm going to hand it to you.
0: Okay. So I was kind of excited about werewolves because... I don't feel like I know that much about them other than, like, what I've seen in the movies. I don't think I've read much about werewolves. I mean, when I think of werewolves, we'll talk about the werewolves I think of immediate later. But, like, I typically think now, I think, because of True Blood, like, these, like, rugged, lumberjacking-looking, handsome beefcakes. (laughs) And (laughs) I learned a lot about the past so strap in so the legend the origin and the history or it's a bridged history of the werewolf yes so the word werewolf comes from the old english word and i know this is going to sound the same it's werewolf which means man that is a wolf and it means like man as in male not like as in man as in like and mankind Mm -hmm. means a dude And it comes from about the 5th century. Oh, wow. So it's old. So that's like where the word comes from. Before we get into the myths and the lures and all that, let's talk about the common (laughs) reasons why people turn into werewolves. They're bitten or scratched, which is kind of like what we know. Mm -hmm. They're cursed by witches or they themselves are witches that can turn shapeshift. I learned that in my part, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's exciting. I was like, what? I've got some facts about werewolf inquisition. I thought that was a joke in True Blood. And I was like, holy shit, that's a real thing? <laughs> okay. We're going to learn that you can be, t- <laughs> if you piss off a god or goddess, that's in some legends. This one I was like, I heard a couple of times and I was like, okay, I'll write it down. But like, mm, okay. Born of Rape. On Christmas Day, I don't know if it's like the rape happened on Christmas Day or you were born on Christmas Day. There was no clarification, but that is oddly
1: specific. Yeah, I don't like that one.
0: I don't either. We'll learn that there is the removal of your clothing and then putting on a belt made of wolf skin can turn you into Mm -hmm. if the body is rubbed with a magic salve. And then there was a 16th century Swedish writer named, and I'm going to say this wrong, Olas Magnus, says that their Lvivian werewolves were initiated by draining a cup of specially prepared beer and repeating the formula, uh, the
1: set of formula.
0: Basically, a particular breed of werewolves are from beer.
1: Ooh, can we find it? (laughs) (laughs) Let's become werewolves. Right,
0: I mean it's from the 16th century, Tara. So,
1: oh, I probably don't want to find that beer because then you know what? It re- it reminds me of the Parks and Rec episode when Tammy one comes ah. and then the mom <laughs> and they have that jug. <laughs> its only legal
0: uses is stripping the varnish off <laughs> ships and burning the mule, the warts off the mules. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about some scientific reasons why people thought there might be werewolves. Well, there's this disease called and Basically, it's known as werewolf syndrome or the werewolf disease. And it's a condition where excess hair growth. If you've seen the movie The Greatest Showman, there's like the wolf man. He's got like the hair on his face. And basically what it is, it's an abnormal hair growth that covers the whole face and body. It can either occur in like patches, like so it could just be on the face and not anywhere else, but it could also be, like, their entire body. A paper was written on it in 1963 by a doctor named Lee Illis. Basically, he was saying that, like, the reason that people thought they were werewolves is because they saw people walking around with that condition, and they, like, studied a family, that it was genetic. And there's, there's a, like, a famous painting of a, an older dude by the name of Peter, like think renaissance time and he's got like the big fluffy shakespeare collar but his face is like covered in hair so it's like the perfect illustration of what people might have been thinking at the time also due to this they may have like sensitivity to light and stuff like that it can also cause like hair to fall out in other places it can affect their mouth as well so like it could look darker so people might think it's stained with blood because let's Be honest, people didn't necessarily come to the best conclusions.
1: (laughs) Mm, No.
0: They were like, oh, there's a man covered in hair. He's obviously a wolf. It can't be that his body just grew hair where where it doesn't normally grow.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: (laughs) The other thing is, is the reason like the bitten thing happened is you have to think about it like this. If you lived in like the Middle Ages or the Renaissance, and let's be honest, science wasn't something that they considered a thing at all. True. And, like, a dog, like, a rabid dog walked into your little town and bit someone. And then, you know, a few days, I don't know how long rabies incubates, but however long that is, and they start foaming at the mouth and being super aggressive, and then, like, you have to kill them, people would think, like, ah, that dog was a werewolf, and that person is now a werewolf. Also, apparently, there was just a bunch of people living out in the woods like little hermits, and they would just act wild, and people were like, werewolf! So another reason is lycanthropy, and what it is is one of the definitions is the supernatural transformation of a person into a wolf, and I was like, well, okay. Or a form of madness involving the delusion of a person being an animal, usually a wolf, with corresponding altered behavior. So it's like people who are have like an altered state- I don't don't even know how to say it. Sometimes like with schizophrenics, how they see things, that's kind of what they were liking it to.
1: Okay.
0: And so it's people who genuinely believe that they're wolves and will tell people, no, I turn into a wolf. So that could be the reason why people also believe in werewolves is that people were like, dude, you don't understand. Last night I went out and I was standing under the moon and I fricking turned into a wolf and I ate a person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, there was a lot of things that happened. One of the things in the Middle Ages that was like a source of food was they ate a lot of rye bread and sometimes it would get moldy and the mold on the rye bread would have like LSD effects. Oh, I've never done LS, you know, LSD, so I don't know. But from the documentary I watched on Netflix, I'm pretty sure people could be like, I'm a dog. I'm a wolf. <laughs> So those are some of the scientific reasons you could be a werewolf or I think there's werewolves. So let's talk about some history. There isn't a culture today that doesn't have some sort of were in it. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But like the most predominant is werewolf. Mm-hmm. The, it goes back to the Middle Ages and it even goes back to pre-Christian mythology. And I don't say mythology in a negative way. It's just how they classify when you like stories I believe in the Bible, so no one at me. <laughs> so it basically predates those stories. The common origin of the werewolf can be traced back to proto indo european mythology. And basically what that is, is it's a body of myths and deities associated with the proto indo europeans And it's the stories that are connected to that particular era of time. And what's interesting is... Is that the stories were preserved by women.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: The concept of the werewolf in Western and Northern European is strongly influenced by the role of the wolf in Germanic paganism. Wolves were seen as like, from what I could tell from my readings and stuff, is they were kind of seen like vicious and greedy and selfish. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you also have to think about it like this is most wolves don't attack people. That's just a misnomer. People are always like, oh, my God, I wouldn't want to get lost in the woods. I don't know if you've seen the movie Grey. Mm. I don't recommend watching it, even though Liam Neeson is fantastic in it, only because it <laughs> it helps promote the myth of the wolf as a vicious man killing beast. And really, most wolves will, unless they're st- starving don't attack humans or unless you're like stupid enough to be like wandering around in the forest at night by yourself with no one else there and it may be a drunken state and it looks at you and goes yeah it's because like we have to think about it people are like a risky prey they know that some of us carry things that kill them so if i was a wolf i'd be like not you so basically because of that in like the germanic lore wolves were considered kind of bad because you have to think about it at that point in time, like when this was happening, people were like having harsh winters. And if people are having harsh winters, wild animals are having harsher winters. Because if you think about it, like think of Little Red Riding Hood. And you think about how the wolf talked and the wolf interacted and like was mischievous and went and stole, you know, like killed the grandma. Well, it didn't kill her. She just ate her. And then the Little Red Riding Hood got eaten, but then cut her way out. That kind of thing. Yeah. That's kind of where that comes from. Another, it actually goes back to Greek mythology. Basically, there's this, like, evil king, and his name is Lycan, and which is why it's like, you know, (laughs) the werewolves are named after him. Right. And... Basically, it said there's a couple versions of this. And one version is that he has 50 sons and various wives. So, you know, he's extra. He's got a lot of stuff happening. And it said that all his kids were nefarious and carefree and that Zeus came down to visit the mortals as he does. And he transformed himself into a peasant in order to test this king because apparently the king was an asshole and like treated people really unfairly. And obviously, he had a lot of wives because he has 50 sons. So how many daughters he has? We don't know because... Apparently, you only counted your family size by sons. But the sons, the story is that the sons basically fed the peasant and they fed him food mixed with the entrails of a child. Oh. Yeah. I don't fucking understand. Like when someone says they're nefarious and carefree, I'm like, that does not what that that means. Like they don't pay taxes and they party hardy. Like (laughs) at what point does that mean? Like they cut up children and feed them to people.
1: Yeah, it's a bit more.
0: Okay, Greek mythology. Got be be a little harsher on these men oof yeah and basically zeus found out and got really upset and he destroyed the table which the food was served on and he killed the king and all his sons and there was like one son left and basically at that point in time he turned that one son into a wolf and that is how that worked because if they were going to feed him food that animals eat which i was like uh let's not talk about children's entrails as food animal eats there's also a second version of this, is that Lycan himself was like, you know what? I don't think Zeus is all seeing, all knowing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kill my youngest son and serve him to Zeus when Zeus comes to visit. Oh, God. And Zeus got really freaking pissed and killed him and his sons, brought back the youngest son from the dead, but he was turned into a werewolf. Okay. Yeah. And there's also to say that that kid bit another guy, and then he was turned into a wolf for like 10 years. And then when he came back into a human, he became like an Olympic champion. So I guess if you want to go to the Olympics, you got to be bitten by a werewolf and spend 10 years as a wolf. Make some sacrifice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now there's a Mesopotamian story that's very kind of similar to this. Basically, this, this goddess She was kind of mean to her people, like her lovers, like kills them and treats them bad. And this guy, like she comes down and is like, I love you. And he's like, no, no, bitch, stay the fuck back. And she got really pissed and turned him into a, turned him into a werewolf or a wolf. And also had her father send down the bull of heaven to avenge her. To say she's crazy is an understatement. A little bit. In Asian culture, the werewolf equivalent is a were tiger or a were leopard.
1: <gasps> I know. I like that. <laughs> right, right? I was
0: all excited. I was like, "What?" <laughs> Their drawings look super cute. It was like a tiger chewing on something. It's
1: like a human arm. Was it a person? <laughs> it's like a femur. It's fine. Cannibalism, but make it cute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it It was more of like, you know like that show back in the day like Me, How Kailan? Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, the little tiger on there. It was like a cute little face. It was like that. I was like, oh, he's chewing on. And I was so adorable. I didn't think to look at what he was chewing on. (laughs) Now, we know that in America they had the witch trials, but it actually happened in Europe as well, which is where they actually burned people. We didn't burn people in America. I just want to point out. So there actually was like a big thing, like this French like, witch trial, but also very much the French werewolf trial. Interesting.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: 30,000 people were brought to trial accused of being a werewolf in France. What the fuck? And this ranged from, like, people who were, like, mentally ill. Oh. To people they didn't like. That's terrible. To people who had the hairy faces. Oh, another fun fact. They assumed that people who were not hairy. They would shave. And so if you had rough palms on your hand, you were a werewolf because it was from all the years of shaving off your hairy palms. Not the fact that you're a peasant out there like being a farmer.
1: Right. That's what I was about to say. So many people had agricultural type jobs.
0: Let's not be surprised that leadership was like, let's find a way to fuck people
1: because that happens today. Not surprised. They're just stupid fucks.
0: Right. It would basically be like if you walked up to me, you're wearing glasses and they would be like, well, you know that they have bad eyesight as like dogs don't see as well as humans. They only see like the almond shape. So she has to wear glasses to use her human eyes. Like it would be like that kind of shit. Right.
1: That's it. It's out. I'm a werewolf, guys. You heard it here first. You're welcome. Darius <laughs> <There's> a <werewolf. laughs>
0: She wears glasses.
1: So because
0: of that, a lot of people were persecuted. There was also, like, looking back, they started to think, like, these people would be like, oh, I turned into a wolf and killed all those people. It was a really easy way to be a serial killer. <laughs> True. This is a wolf did it. In 1521, there were two Frenchmen named Pierre Bergotte and Michael Verdun who allegedly swore alliance to the devil and claimed that they had an ointment that would turn them into the wolves. And they confessed into brutally murdering several children, and they were burned to death at the stake, because guess what? Burning at the stake is the one way to kill a werewolf. We'll talk about that a little later.
1: Well, he's a child killer, so fuck him.
0: Right. There's this other guy and his controversy, his name is Gillis Garner, and he was known as the werewolf of Dole. He was a 16th century Frenchman, and his claim to fame was that he, again, had an ointment that would transform him into a wolf, and he would also kill and eat children. And I love this part. I found this online and I died. Oh, yeah, he was also put to death by burning him. Good. (laughs) I found the term werewolvery werewolvery
1: what the fuck does that mean
0: the actual sentence was werewolvery was a common accusation in witch trials throughout their history (laughs) and I died I was like werewolvery I've never
1: heard that in my life
0: oh man yeah so basically it did not help so here's some facts and then we're gonna talk about vikings and then we're gonna talk about a little bit of modern things and then we're gonna talk about how to kill a werewolf and then I'm gonna turn it over to Tara okay Actually, we're going to do modern laughs. We're going to talk about how to kill a werewolf first. That's fine. So here are some facts. When, supposedly, when werewolves die, they return to their human form. Some origins require a moon. Others, they can change at will. And there is one, like, particular group. Like, we're talking, like, ancient, ancient France. Like, way back when. They'd actually only turn once a year. And it was, like, a celebration. The Vikings. Because I can't forget my people. Where I came from. Basically, I learned something new today. The word berserk actually comes from Viking lore. Ooh. And it meant what it kind of came about from was it was the a Norse term for men wearing bear shirts and going crazy because they believed that if they took the skin of an animal and wore it, they would get the attributes of it. So, like, if they killed a bear and skinned it and put on the bear skin, they would be strong and, like, courageous. Or if they were a wolf, they were, like, stealthy and good hunters. Like, that's kind of what they thought. Which I was like, I get the symbolism, but there has to be, like, a better way. Could, like, you not do, like, Moana and, like, get a tattoo of the, the symbolism? or does it have to be a dead animal skin i don't know i'm just saying <laughs> okay so i googled just because i thought it was funny how to kill a werewolf
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and i found a website called instructables.com and it has a three-step process on how to kill a werewolf
1: Ooh, okay do tell
0: step one is like a werewolf's origin and that's all it talks about like having extra human strength that they're shapeshifters and they can morph into wolf-like creatures and they are granted extra human strength and senses blah 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 which i was like how is that step one
1: know your enemy know your
0: enemy step two what to use to slay a werewolf so you know the origins they wrote "by," but I am pretty sure they meant "but." This also was riddled with spelling errors. <laughs> mm. My Grammarly was like, "Ah, there is so much wrong," and I was like, "Calm down." Like, you need silver bullets, and it's like you have to have a like a one shot, one kill thing. Uh, mercury can also be used to hunt werewolves, according to this. It's like quicksilver, but they wrote like with a G instead of a Q, so it's quicksilver. Removing the heart or the head is a surefire way to kill a werewolf. Aw, young ones can suffer a brain injury or punch her to the heart and it'll kill it. Okay, so ba- apparently if you come across a baby werewolf, you can just punch it in the heart. Oh, God. Turning them into their own kind, which apparently can be done several ways. There is the legend or the lore that if you say their human name, they are forced to turn back into their human
1: form, which is weird. Doesn't that kind of overlap with skinwalkers a little bit? Like, that's there's something with that, too.
0: yeah. That's the American version of werewolves. That's like where we get our lore. But it also says to wait for them to turn back into humans and just kill them as a human. And then the other way is to use crossbows, swords, canes, all stuff with using silver. Step three is to protect yourself.
1: (laughs) Yes, please do.
0: (laughs) I was like, okay. Yeah. And don't tell people we sent you out with these instructions. This is a website. It's not mine. <laughs> when, when you're going out to gain your first kill, you want to make sure you're going to still be around for another. Other ways, like traditional ways that they say is like silver. This is not on this website. This is like on a myth website when they're talking about it. And I had to like read through. Is like silver shooting them in the heart or the head, cutting off their head wolfsbane can like weaken them and if ingested in large quantities can kill them but like i've seen let's see i've seen a lot like i've watched vampire diaries and watched a lot of others ones and like it seems to burn them so i don't know why they would continue like unless someone was forcing them i don't think anyone would just drink it Mm -hmm. being burned at the stake having their heart torn out and fun fact The first description of the modern werewolf being vulnerable to silver happened in 1935. It was a story based on an 18th century creature. I was like, that's really cool. Really late in this mythology, but okay. (laughs) I wanted to mention the fact that in Nazi Germany, they used werewolf, a mystical creature. And basically it was like a code name and it was like for one of Hitler's headquarters and they had Operation Werewolf. So when I was like reading this, I was like, holy shit, True Blood kind of hit things a little bit more closer to the truth in these lores than I expected. So that kind of brings us to the modern era of werewolves. There is a lot more, but, like, honestly, unless you wanted a 15-hour podcast on werewolves, which I don't think anyone wants that. And, I mean, and if you do, you probably could just do it yourself <laughs> <laughs> at that point. Like, you would you'd have a lot of info. So... With that, I'm going to hand it over to Tara, who's going to talk about modern, or she's going to talk about movies, and then we're going to make fun of
1: some werewolves. It'll be fun. Yeah. Be a great time. Be a great time. Okay. Before, I guess, started kind of researching the media aspect, it didn't really register in my brain that, oh my God, there are so many goddamn werewolf movies. I was like, yeah, there's a bunch, but no, there's a fucking bunch. There's so fucking many. It's, there's so many. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, you can find any type of werewolf movie that you want from straight up horror to horror comedy or more that gives you like the Goonie type of feel. I think it's like Monster Squad or something like that. You can literally get any kind of flavor as far as werewolves goes. So fucking many. Obviously, with like technology and how they film these movies, the imagery and whatnot of these creatures have changed and evolved over the last like 90 or so years which is crazy because when I was looking at movies I'm like oh my god that's over 100 years ago but yeah the last century shit's obviously changed so interesting enough the very first werewolf movie was called the werewolf so creative it was a short film in 1913, and this was about a Navajo woman who becomes a witch. So this actually ties into one of the things that you said. Mm-hmm. She basically thought her husband had abandoned her, and she passed on her, you know, her witch skills and whatnot to her daughter. And because they're witches, you know, they can turn into a wolf. And they use that to go ahead and get revenge on all of the white settlers that are trying to invade in their land. Then about a hundred years in the movie, after her daughter's death, the main character comes back to, you know, kill more people. But unfortunately, that's really all that's known about that short film because it was actually destroyed in a fire at Universal Studios in 1924. Aww. Yeah, along with like a bunch of other movies, too. Now, like I said, there's so many motherfucking movies. I'm not going to hit on, like, all of them by any means. Hell no, there's people that have, like, two-hour YouTube videos going through a bunch. I
0: just Googled, like, werewolf movies, and it's an entire
1: page of just icons. Literally countless articles, countless videos. There you go. I just kind of picked some random ones plus the one I watched. So after that, another one that is really kind of iconic as far as movies go is Werewolf of London. It was actually the first mainstream werewolf movie and it was released in 1935. The makeup and stuff was not so great, which originally I was like, OK, it's the 1930s. That's probably why. No, actually, not that. No, Nobody lacked skill. Nothing. So the makeup artist, his name was Jack Pierce, and he's a badass because he does makeup in another one and he's got skills, whatnot. So no shade to him. But the guy who was the main character playing the werewolf dude, his name was Henry Hull. He actually was a jackass and uh, went behind the makeup artist's back because he didn't like the original concept and design he came up with. He thought that he should be semi-recognizable or be recognizable. So Henry went to like the execs and convinced them that, yes, this is the route they should go. So Jack had to make the adjustments he did. And uh, what you see when you Google or watch Werewolf of London in 1935, that was Henry's fault. But luckily, this makeup artist would get his redemption because he would work on another film. This is the one I chose to watch. Out of all the millions of movies, it is called The Wolfman, and it came out in 1940. And it's really popular. It comes up a lot in a lot of the articles and things like that. And I have to say, I actually really enjoyed this movie for being a 1940s movie. And I'm going to kind of like quickly tell you about the plot just because it's kind of interesting. But before I do that, our main character, Larry, is played by Lon Chaney Jr., who, fun fact, is the son of the actor who played the Phantom in The Phantom of the Opera, like the original. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice. And another note where the person in this movie, too, is there's this character that's pretty prominent in the story. His name's Bella the Fortune Teller or Bella the Gypsy. His name is actually Bella Lugosi, and he played the original Dracula on and off the screen because he actually went back as early as 1917 and played that role and then played in the 1930s movie.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Yeah. So they got some all-star casting going on. You know, you know. (laughs) But um, just a quick little plot rundown, because this is the one I chose to watch for this episode. The main character, Larry, he had went back home after being gone. I'm assuming since he turned 18 or whatever, adult, close to adult age and left. And he had came back because his brother had died from a hunting accident. And of course, he needed to come back to, you know, deal with that and start getting ready to take over like his father's estate and business and things like that. He was the younger brother. So when he came back and they kind of had this conversation for him being gone for almost two decades, the dad was just like, you know what? Let's just shake hands and move on from it. You were the younger brother. You wanted to go explore, live life. You didn't have these responsibilities. He did. You know, everything's all good. Mm -hmm. So he's like an astronomer, scientist type of situation. So Larry is helping his dad put together this like telescope upstairs. He got it all together and he's poking around. And of course, he starts looking through the town. And what does he find? He finds a shop that has an apartment above it. And what does he see in that apartment? This chick in the window. Of course. Of course. (laughs) So he's like, oh. And then he decides to go over to said shop. So when he's over there, he's poking around like he's going to buy something. And then he's a creep because he's like, do you guys have any earrings? And she pulls them out. And he says, no, I'm looking for these half moon shaped ones. And she's like, well, we don't have any of those here. This is all I have. And he's like, that's a shame because that shape looks so great on you. And she's like, what the fuck? So she asks, like, had they met before anything like that? And he's just like, no, I'm psychic. And is trying to get her to, like, go on a walk later. And she keeps saying no. Eventually it does come out, you know, he's like, no, I was setting up this telescope and then I saw them and whatever. And basically he's just asking a hundred times to go on a date and she's like, buy something or get the fuck out pretty much. Good for her. Good for her. So he buys this cane, which, of course, has a werewolf head on it and a pentagram, which half the time this pentagram is literally just like an outline of a star half the time. (laughs) I was like, "Mm." (laughs) but whatever. So he buys the cane and he's like, okay, I'll see you at eight. And she's like, no, you won't. No, you won't. Because spoiler, she's engaged. So calm down, Larry. So she's closing up the shop, and it's this movie has a ton of, like, creepy fog, too, which is really awesome. Mm -mm. And I'm being serious, so it makes it, like, spooky. Anyway, so he comes back, because they were talking, I forgot, like, earlier in the day, they see these people go by of, like, they're, like, quote, gypsies, but they're, like, fortune tellers and stuff. So that's why he's coming back, because he's like, let's go get our fortune told. And what does she do? She's like, oh, look at my friend Jenny. She's going to go with us. Of course. (laughs) Right? So the three of them go and they're walking and stuff. The thing of werewolves comes up again and there's this little saying they keep saying about them. It just says, even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a werewolf when the wolfbane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. And of course, it's autumn and they go get wolf's bane and she's picking it and all of that because, of course... So they get there and Jenny's like, can I go first? Can I go get my fortune read first? And uh, you know, Dracula, as I'm going to call him. He goes and he reads her fortune. Larry's like, oh, let's not listen in. Let's go for a walk. He wants alone time because he still don't know she's engaged at this point. Well, Jenny's getting her fortune read and they're going on their walk. And then that's when eventually she's like, I shouldn't be here. I'm engaged. Uh," And then. Larry's just like, I don't care. You know, that kind of shit. Okay. <laughs> right? And so Jenny's getting her fortune read and Bella starts acting weird. And she's like, oh my God, like, what are you seeing? You see a pentagram pop up on the palm of her hand that he can only see. And he's like, you need to get the fuck out. You need to leave. I cannot read your fortune today. Come back tomorrow. So she gets freaked out. So she leaves and she's trying to go find the other two who who are, you know, walking around doing whatever. Next thing we know, this like black wolf comes out and kills Jenny. So Larry tries to be like Mr. Hero Guy and goes over to fight with the werewolf. He has his cane and he's like beating the shit out of it. And um, guess what happens? He gets bit in the chest by said werewolf. Of course. Right? Basically, the mom comes out. The fortune teller's mom comes out and she, like, says this spell thing that's, like, super depressing. Like, you're eternally now at peace, blah, blah, blah. And then he turns back into a human. Oh. Yes. And Bella's mom and Gwen, Gwen's her name. I never said her name. Sorry. They take him home and he's all, like, bloody and, you know, hurt. So Larry's dad's like, what the fuck? So they take him upstairs and all that. And then, of course, the next morning he wakes up and he's totally fucking fine. Like nothing's wrong with him. So fast forward, there's like a carnival thing going on. There's like games and all that shit. He runs into who? Gwen and her fiance. And they just have this weird like kind of exchange. They play like a like a little shooting game, kind of like that one in Frontierland at Disneyland. Larry wins and it's like this whole thing and the fiance gets butt hurt and leaves. And basically, then the fortune teller's mom finds him and tries to give him this like pentagram necklace that's like silver. And she says, if you wear it, like you'll be safe, whatever. Of course, does he wear it? No, he tries to be a creep some more and give it to uh, Gwen. Then all of the fortune tellers and other, quote, gypsies are like, there's a motherfucking werewolf here. We're leaving. Bye, bitches. And everyone's freaking out and leaving. And then we see him turn into one, which when you see the makeup compared to the previous movie, it's a lot better. So they should have went with his original ideas. Just saying. But they didn't. Anyways, so there's this confrontation the next day with Jenny's mom because, you know, she died. And basically she's like saying, you know, Gwen shouldn't have been out with other men. This is all Gwen's fault. You know, basically calling her a whore. And Larry, his big ass Larry comes in and he's like, is there a problem? And then all the women get scared and leave because they think he's people in the town think he's murdered Jenny and this fortune teller. Nobody knows about him being a werewolf. And he starts kind of like freaking out and talking to like his dad and the doctor and stuff and being like, no, you know, bring it up, werewolves. Do you think they're real? Do you think I am one? And basically they're like, no, that's crazy, people. The only way to fix that is go to the asylum. And I'm like, oh, to get shock therapy. Cool. And then like two seconds later, they're like, for the shock therapy. It's like, oh, God, no, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> And when the cop's there, he's trying to question Larry, and basically, they send him upstairs, and Larry and the doctor are like, dude, you need to leave. And the cop's like, okay, I'll wait till you say he's mentally stable, then I'll question him about this and what happened. And just leaves. So, that's fun. And they also gave back the possible... Murder weapon. If they thought this was a murder, they gave the cane back to them.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Yeah. They're like, here you go. Here's his cane. He beat the shit out of this dude with no big deal. And basically, at this point, he knows like he's definitely a werewolf. So he's like, I need to figure out how to break this goddamn spell or whatever curse is happening to me. There's this really sad moment where it's Bella's like grave and crypt and stuff. And then the mom's there and she tries to be like, dude, you need to get your shit right. Like, I don't know what to tell you kind of thing. Then fast forward to the end, because really the movie's like an hour long. All the townsmen decide to do this big hunt for this werewolf because they're like, okay, there is a motherfucking werewolf. We need to kill it. And I think the doctor kind of believes that he might be it, but not. I don't know. I don't know if he was totally convinced. But anyway, Larry is home with his dad and he's like, you need to help me, blah, blah, blah. And the dad's like, you know what? I'm going to prove to you you're not the werewolf. I'm going to tie you up to this chair and lock you in this room and we're going to go. But there's these giant ass windows that he can easily break the glass with. So it's like, "Mm, is he really going to be trapped, though? No, he's not. So while everyone in the town is doing this hunting thing in the woods, because of course it's creepy, foggy woods, guess who else is there? The fortune teller's mom and Gwen. And the fortune teller's mom runs into Gwen and is like, bitch, get the fuck out of here. He's going to come for you. Get away. (laughs) And literally two seconds later, there's Larry as the wolf man and he's like got her and he's about to kill her and He actually like strangles her. And I thought she died, but apparently she didn't. And Larry's dad comes out of nowhere and sees him and starts, you know, getting his attention. So he'll let go of Gwen. So he drops Gwen to the ground. And then the dad ends up beating the shit out of him with the said cane. Because before he left, I forgot to mention this part. Before he left Larry in the room, Larry was like, you need to take this cane with you. Please take the cane. And the dad's like, I don't need it. What the hell? I don't need a cane. And he's like, just do it. Please please, it would mean so much. So dad's like, okay. So he takes it and he beats the shit out of him. And then Larry's dead on the ground as a werewolf still. The fortune teller's mom comes up and does her little spell thing again. And Larry turns into a human. So then he gets the, oh my God, Larry was the werewolf shit. And uh, the movie ends with, you know, Gwen being alive and the cops and all the townspeople, they're just like, wow. Larry must have saw Gwen with the werewolf, and he tried to save her, but was killed in doing so. And the movie ends. And that's that movie. (laughs) And it's misleading. It was a treat. But fun fact, I found out very late and could not watch. Apparently, there is a sequel to this called Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, where basically the Wolfman gets brought back to life somehow, and then he brings Frankenstein's monster to life, and the two have like a showdown. I don't know, but I'm gonna have to watch it. If you like super old horror type movies, I rented Wolfman for like $3. You can do that. It's not on YouTube. I checked. Now, like I said, there's so many movies and there's plenty that happened like in between the 40s and the 80s. I'm going to glaze over that and I'm going to go to the 80s for some more honorable mentions. When I was reading up on the media aspect of this, people were saying this is kind of like the coming of age or like the iconic era of werewolf movies and like helped Form to what it is today type of thing so that's kind of cool one of them <laughs> the howling it is a franchise and i watch bits and pieces of it and i'm like i need to watch the whole thing of this at least the first one the commentator said first one's good second one's a uh, what the fuck but then they also liked the fifth and sixth but fun fact it's the longest werewolf franchise ever and it has eight movies total so if you really like werewolves, there there's like hours and hours of content for you. It's true. The original one actually won a Saturn Award for the best horror film. And I believe it was the the director of this, at least the first one. I don't know if he did all of them or what the deal was. But it's the same dude who directed The Gremlins. Got it. In this movie, there's like an iconic transformation scene of the person turning into a werewolf. For the, even for, not even just saying for the 80s, like at all, it was like on fucking point. It was scary. It was realistic looking, in my opinion, and you could take that with a grain of salt. But I think that kind of transformation they did was much better than these, like, really cheesy CGI ones that we are like, this is totally CGI. I thought that was cool. It was really scary and disgusting, but you couldn't look away. It was like, uh, had to keep watching. <laughs> but... In this, what happens in the original film is basically the main character, Karen. She's a news anchor, and she's been stalked by, of course, a serial killer. Why not? Or a serial murderer is what they say, but you know. And... The cops basically do this like setup thing with her so they can catch him and it gets gross and it gets bad. So they essentially she gets him to they or he gets her, he's thinking, to meet her at a porno theater. And it's really bad. He had a really bad um had bad plans with that. But basically, I'm going to skip over that because I don't want to trigger nobody. When the cops come, you know, they're there. They hear her scream. So they come in and they shoot him. And they think he's dead. And it's this, you know, whole traumatic thing. So apparently this causes Karen to have some kind of amnesia of some sorts. I don't know. But her therapist suggests that her and her husband go to this like retreat camp place called The Colony, which I'm like, oh, God. And of course, per 80s movie or any horror movie, the serial killer is linked to this place. Big surprise. And guess what? Everyone that's there is a werewolf. When it makes sense.
0: Close proximity, bite everyone. Yes, yes, yes.
1: And from the other clips, I saw like there's a lot of action and fighting and like shootoffs, exciting things happening. Anyway, so apparently at the end, Karen tries to go back and tell the world that, you know, werewolves exist. They're at this place like alert, alert, alert. Because like I said, she's a news anchor. So she was trying to like broadcast about this. And apparently it's this whole dramatic thing where she's telling her boyfriend like shoot me because she got infected. People like that are watching it think it's fake. Because it's on TV. And then, you know, of course, the ending was very cliche. There was this lady that was wreaking havoc the whole movie that was a werewolf. And it ends with her being in the bar and sitting next to this dude. And she's got like an extra rare steak that she's like cutting into. That kind of thing. So I was like, oh, oh, God, let's open up for the next seven. But it definitely looked interesting. What is the name of this movie? The Howling. Oh, okay. Yes. And there's like eight of them. (laughs) But then of course, you know, there's like the super I cuz I always have this pop in my head when werewolves come up is Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox. Yes. And that's kind of a little little less scary you could watch that if you want and then to kind of like go over to the 2000s and stuff of course there's true blood there's vampire diaries there's all these tv shows and then there's also a bunch of movies and stuff underworld literally there's a few of them that's a franchise in itself
0: yeah there's a lot of those
1: with plenty of werewolves so that was something that was always iconic there's a movie called ginger snaps which i've never watched there's three there's three
0: Yeah, they made two sequels.
1: Oh, okay. There's three. But in Ginger Snaps, that's kind of like the female perspective of being a werewolf is what I read. I don't know. I've never watched it. I literally have seen it on Netflix or something, but I just haven't watched it. I don't know. And it's not a werewolf movie per se, but there are werewolves in Trick or Treat. And that part where you were talking about how the one time of year thing, that's where that ties into because in that movie, because, you know, it's got the chick from True Blood in it, Sookie, it's the one time of year is Halloween that they turn into werewolves. So that ties in with that. That makes sense. And then, of course, Twilight with all of their bullshit and Taylor Lautner basically being a giant ass wolf, you know, but there's that. <laughs> and I didn't get a chance to watch it, but apparently they did a remake of Wolfman in early 2010. Actually, I lied. I watched a teeny part of it and I was like, this is dumb. They were trying to say it was a reboot. It was not. It was a totally different storyline. So I was like, OK, I like Emily Blunt, but I'm not going to even do this. Oh, yeah. So totally different storyline. But those were kind of like my honorable mentions. Plus, uh, I like I said, I really enjoyed Wolfman and it's just an entertaining hour. At least, even if you're kind of like eh about early 1900s movies, but it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch.
0: I looked up the Howling you were looking at and the mother, or not the mother, um, the main character Karen is the mother from E.T.
1: Oh, okay. I knew I recognized her, but I couldn't totally, totally remember. But I guess to kind of wrap us up, what would you say is like your top favorite werewolf? Like what universe? Well, I guess you said Lupin, but besides that, Right. Okay, besides Lupin.
0: Here's the thing. I like Alcide from True Blood. I don't like all the werewolves from True Blood, but I like Alcide because he was, like, super honorable. And I also liked that storyline that, like, she kind of did like a normal supernatural.
1: Yeah, I feel like that kind of gave them more of, like, a humanized side, like, actually gave them more substance versus being these, like, bloodthirsty creatures, you know? Also, you have
0: to look at, like, Sookie's track record at that point. She, like, (laughs) went from being, like, a virgin to sleeping with Bill pretty damn quick. And then was like, oh, just kidding. Uh, His worst enemy. I'm gonna sleep with Eric now. We're gonna get high and sleep with one another. And then I'm gonna kick you both out of my house. I'm gonna hang out with Alcide. I'm gonna date him. But then he gonna end up dead. Did he end up dead first? Or the other guy came and then she slept with him when he was tied to like a tombstone
1: in the fairy world. It's a clusterfuck if you haven't watched it. (laughs) We were obsessed with it.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. True Blood was one of those shows like I watched beginning to end, loved it. And there were like some like... (laughs) Like, some of the storylines, you're like, okay, okay this, this took a turn. Yeah. Where are we going with this? And it's like, like, the whole coven thing. Yeah. I was like, where is this going? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Right. And I mean, let's be honest. The reason that, like, Twilight is weird is it, like, it makes you... And, like, here's the thing. I like Twilight. I will be honest. When it first came out, I did go to a midnight show.
1: Oh, yeah. But see, here's the thing. I feel like, because this was so long ago i feel like 2008 we were a lot younger but the books were a lot better than the movie i will say that
0: that's true every once in a while i get this like weird hankering to watch the movies mm-hmm. and then just sit there and be like it's like one of the things is, is it's like the storyline was so even for a fantasy movie a lot of it was not like really plausible mm-hmm Like, the weird thing is, I'll be honest, I read the second book first.
1: Yeah. You're like, oh, I got to go back now. Shit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, it's because I was going on a trip and needed a book to read on the plane because this was, like, pre-tablet or smartphone days. And so I bought a book for my trip, and it was, like, I went to Walmart, and it was in the section of books, and it was, like... New, like, New Arrival, and I picked it up, I looked at it, it looked like an easy read.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And that's what you want on a plane, so I grabbed it and took it, and then I was like, I had so many questions, because I started on book two. Yeah. And then I had to ask Tara, like, what the hell? Mm
1: -hmm. She's like, oh yeah, this. Now I'm like, ooh, should I rewatch them? No, don't do it, Tara, but you know.
0: (laughs) Here is the perfect time to watch Twilight, is when you're sick, and you're in bed, and you just are like... I don't want to concentrate on anything. Because if you concentrate on it, you're going to pick apart the plot line. (laughs) Truth, truth. But I think why I like the True Blood storyline the best is that, like, it really gave a hero to a werewolf. Yeah. I don't remember what channel it was on, but when I was a kid, there was, like, teenage... It wasn't, like, Teen Wolf, I'm trying to think. It was like, it had this, I can picture the girl who's in it. Cannot tell you anything else she's been in.
1: Was it the Werewolf in London movie?
0: No, 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 It was a TV series.
1: Oh, okay. What was
0: it on? That's the other thing I can't remember. Hmm. It is called Big Wolf on Campus.
1: Oh, that sounds familiar. I can't see it, but that name, that name sounds familiar.
0: Here's like the poster of it.
1: Yeah. I feel like I've definitely watched that at some point, too. I can't. I don't know what it's from, but that's fun. I love when we remember random shows.
0: It was a great show. Like I remember watching it and being like, this show is amazing <laughs> and being obsessed with it.
1: Oh, man. That's awesome. Well, let us know what your guys' fave is and um, if you guys have any recommendations for a werewolf show or movies, because why not? Yeah. But that is going to go ahead and wrap us up for today. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always. And we will catch you back on Thursday for a stabby snippet. Bye. Bye.